Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, April the 9th in 2020 on When I Rise. We're in year A and it's Holy Week this week and today is Maundy Thursday. So we'll look at the New Testament text for the week which is 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 23 through 26. So I'll take a look at that passage. I'll provide a couple points of reflection. Then we'll spend some time praying along its governing theme. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Once again, as a reminder, if you'd like to support the podcast, there's a link in the show notes to our Patreon page. Five bucks a month helps to nourish the podcast, but also to dig some water with charity water. So we encourage you to pray about that and consider doing so. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. First Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is the word of God for us. Let me give a couple points of reflection this morning as we turn to a time of prayer. First, this is uh, on Thursday of Holy Week, we call it Maundy Thursday, which is simply... uh, a way for us to remember that when Jesus was meeting with his friends in the upper room, he gave them a new command. Uh, the word mani comes from Latin mandatum, which means command or law. And so Jesus gives this law of love for one another. And so we look at that. That's from John's passage in the gospel. Uh, but also in the upper room, uh, we know that they had this communion meal together. This is the institution of what uh, the church calls Eucharist or communion. Holy Communion, in order to remember what Jesus has done for us. When Jesus was having a meal with his friends, he took a bread, piece of loaf of bread and he broke it. I'm talking about his broken body. Then he took a cup of wine and he said, This is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. So what we have in Paul's letter to the Corinthian church is a memory of this. And this is actually quite striking. Paul wasn't in the upper room, but he tells us in this passage that the Lord conveyed this to him. And I think this is why the church throughout all of our panorama of history has continued to incorporate communion because this is something that's been uh, repeated since the beginning. When we do this, we remember what Jesus has done for us. I think you also notice that there's a bit of a time warp in this passage. Uh, Something that was done in the past reminds us of something that's going to be done in the future as we enjoy it in the present moment. And that's what a sacrament does. Sacrament takes the past, it allows us to look to the future, and it collapses it into the present, where we have past, present, and future tense all colliding together in a bit of a time warp, a timelessness, which is one of the elements of being in eternity. And so why do we do this? I think it's important for us to remember. Uh, we are creatures of memory, and at times we tend to remember the things that aren't so helpful, the harsh words that were spoken against us, the mistakes that we've made. And so what we have within the worshiping community of the church On a day like Monday, Thursday, we get to remember the promises applied to our lives because we are Christians. Uh, We get to have redemptive memory, memory uh, that allows, that covers over the memories that that, uh, encumber our process. 
we have memories that actually propel us forward into a transformed future. And so today we would normally gather in churches and we would have a service that uh, got to reflect on the life of Jesus and the way that he showed his love for us and as he promised to ascribe love to his friends and as he challenges his disciples to love others around him. And so today it doesn't look like we're going to be able to do that. Uh, Our church is going to do an online service, and so we can't wait to tune in as a family and to have communion together with the rest of our friends in an online format. But I think this serves at a couple reasons. Number one, it reminds us the Jesus-shaped life. The Jesus-shaped life is one that is broken open and poured out for the sake of others. And so if you and I find ourselves in Christ, we get to put that into practice. That's the second thing. We get to apply it uh, to others around us. We get to pour ourselves out. We get to break our lives open for the sake of others so that we have not a self-centered life, but an other-centered life, a Jesus-shaped life, which helps uh, to bear the needs and the burdens of others. So that's going to be my prayer this morning, is that God would transform our hearts, those places of our lives in which we reserve for ourselves, and that we would allow God to transform them And that uh, we would see that Jesus' way of life is the wise way and that we would follow suit and that we would be patient with others, that we'd spend time with others, that if we have the extra resources that we'd share with others, that we'd forgive, that we would bear burdens, that we would uh, be patient and have forbearance with other people around us. So that as we think about what Jesus has done, that that memory is then spread and repeated and it's, it's, it's shared to the ends of the earth so that people would call upon the name of the Lord during this time. So let's spend some time praying that we might have a Jesus-shaped heart that gives itself for the sake of others. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you today that we're in the corporate body of Christ. We thank you that you've drawn us into one family, and whether we're in Mogadishu or Iran or whether we're in Russia or Ukraine or Macedonia or the United States or Canada, wherever we find ourselves, God, we find ourselves in the same family, have had the same encounter with the same Savior, the same forgiveness of sins, and the same salvation. God, we thank you today that you speak once again words of life to us, the words of forgiveness, that you've separated our sins as far as the east is from the west, that you've canceled the record of sin against us in order that we might be in the family of God. We also thank you for this day when we hear Jesus say once again that he gives us a new command, and that command is to love one another. God, there are other places in the scripture text which tells us That if we love our brother and sister, that we remain in the light, that we live in the light. But if we don't forgive, if we don't love, then we still walk in darkness. So God, it's a steep command today. We think that it is true. And so God, since it is true and since we struggle with it, we ask for your help once again. We ask for grace upon grace once again. God, I thank you that uh, what you have started in us, you're going to carry to its completion. And so, God, I pray that you might find among your church those who are eager to hear this command and to live this command. God, for our own lives, whether it be in our households where we are confined to for the most part, God, I pray that we would love one another. God, as we work online with uh, our staff or with uh, different uh, networks of our vocation, God, I pray that we love one another. God, as we encounter the stranger, uh, whether it's in a long line at a supermarket or in other places, God, I pray that this cam- this command would linger upon our minds, that we love one another. Because in doing so, we tell the world 
that there is a forgiving Savior. And so, uh, God, I pray this week that you'd breathe upon the church, that we'd love one another, and that many people would be drawn to Christ because they find that Jesus has the one and the wise way. So, God, be with us as we continue on the path towards Christ. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.